0: This is the Building Resilience Podcast, episode 132 Takeaways After 15 Years of Marriage. Welcome to the Building Resilience Podcast, where you will learn all about building resilience in yourself and helping others build it too. Drawing from the principles of positive psychology, neuroscience, and coaching, I will help you face all the challenges and adversities that life throws at you and help you do more than just survive. I will help you thrive. I am your host, Leah Davidson, and I am a certified life coach and speech-language pathologist. I will help you manage your mind, your emotions, deal with your stress and your overwhelm, and lead a more purposeful and joyful life. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Building Resilience podcast. I am truly excited today. I know I say that every single week, but I am truly excited because I have a very special guest who is coming on for the first time on my podcast, and I think the first time on any podcast. It is my husband Rob. Welcome, Rob.
1: Thank you, Leah. It was very <laughs> nice.
0: So we celebrated 15 years of marriage just yesterday. Happy anniversary.
1: Yes, happy anniversary. Hope it went well.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're recording it a little bit ahead of time because Rob has a bunch of travel to do. So this is a couple weeks early, but we will have celebrated well. I know we already have dinner reservations before he goes away on a work trip. And then I'm sure we'll have celebrated something on the day. But I thought it would be fun to bring Rob on. And to share some of our experiences being married for 15 years, this is a second marriage for both of us. And interestingly, we were both married previously for exactly 11 years. So I guess we actually have 26 years of marriage experience, but we're going to be focused on the 15 years. Although I think the 11 years of previous marriage experience has really helped us to make these 15 years together, pretty darn good. Would you agree?
1: I would agree. Yes. Yes. My, my list is definitely a current list because they didn't really have one before. So <laughs> it's very good.
0: So what we decided was, well, actually what I invited Rob to do, because I invited him to come on the podcast. He was a little hesitant at first, but I said... Let's come up with 15 takeaways and we would each come up with seven and a half because there's no easy way to divide 15 and we are truly equal partners. So I wanted to make sure we each had seven and a half. We have not discussed it with each other before. Now this is like new for both of us. So to come up with seven and a half things, takeaways that we feel have contributed to a good marriage or would contribute to other people's marriages if they wanted some quote-unquote advice. And that's what we're going to do. So I'm excited to see what Rob has to say. And I'm excited to see if we have any overlap.
1: I'm excited. I've learned excited is the same as feeling anxious, right? So. So,
0: (laughs) totally totally rob i will say you can probably even tell as you're going to listen to the podcast i am the one in the relationship that is a little bit all over the map a little bit more up and down energetic rob is very very steady he's our rock he could be a super fun guy but he usually keeps us all in check so if he's a little bit anxious i think that's a good thing or excited, as you said. Exactly. Okay, I'm going to get us started. I'm going to share my first one. And my first one is to choose you every day. That every single day, when I wake up, I want to be thinking about how I choose you. I'm not forced to be with you. I am not with you out of habit. I am with you because I choose to be with you every single day, which means then because it's my choice to be with you, I get to think lots of loving thoughts about you. So even when you drive me crazy, which we'll get to that, (laughs) I choose to think loving thoughts about you on a daily basis. And I think that has been super helpful for me to always be reminding myself it's my choice. And thinking all these loving things about you.
1: I like that one. I think it's interesting because it doesn't fall into the, I think, which is sometimes a trap for people about ownership over each other. You don't own each other, right? You get to choose each other every day. So that's really good. And hopefully the loving parts are there. Uh, (laughs) Sometimes I I think I, um, like you said, push your buttons, but (laughs) that's okay. I like that one. So is it my turn
0: now? Your turn now. You go ahead.
1: Okay. All right. Yours is better than mine. I'll start off right out there and say that. But my first one is no matter how you're feeling, stressed, upset or anxious, you will always feel better after a walk together.
0: Oh, I love that one.
1: So I know when we are facing stressful situations or we just need to talk, I think I probably hold about 50% less words than you. But when we talk and walk, it is I think you feel better after.
0: I love I that. I sure. love that. Because, of course, that ties into the whole theme of my podcast. I didn't truly plant it and ask you to say something like this. But movement is such a great way to help get regulated. And when you combine that with social connection, when you combine that with sharing things about your life, it really just sort of amplifies your ability to regulate with walking and talking. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah I, I, I think it, it shuts down technology. You can't really be on your phone while you're talking. Generally, That's
0: right. Because I notice that when one of us does pull out our phone, they start falling behind. <laughs> All of a sudden, we'll turn and one of us will be lagging behind. So yes, you have to stay present, which is my second point of staying present. Now this, because as I said, it was a second marriage, this was probably a bigger thing for me In our early years of marriage, and you used to say this to me sometimes where I would get upset about something and you would very gently and kindly remind me wrong relationship, wrong partner, meaning that I was being triggered perhaps by something that was an issue in a previous marriage, but it was not our issue. And I think staying present is the reminder to not just for past relationships, but even for the challenges that we've had in our marriage, not dragging things up from the past. I remember when you did this five years ago, like really allowing each other to, I mean, obviously we both make mistakes. We both mess up, allowing each other to be able to move forward, to grow, to change, to forgive. And so for us to be staying present, like what's going on in our relationship right now, as opposed to, in the past. Well, that aligns
1: really well with one of mine.
0: So oh, if there's Let's a, a co
1: alignment prize. We win it okay. on this one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mine was always check yourself when you argue, right? I think I've said often in the past choose your enemies. Your spouse is never your enemy, right? Because when you think of an enemy or you want to win over that person in an argument, that's not underpinned with the concept of, well, you're, you're in it together forever. And so If you have that mindset, you don't choose your spouse as an enemy. and I think that changes how you argue.
0: It totally does. And I have to admit, I think it's you who has said that to me more than I've ever said it to you. (laughs) Choose your enemies wisely. Am I really your enemy here? Yeah, Yeah, you've said that to me many times. And it actually is a good check for, okay, where am I And what is the purpose in staying present, like you said? All right, so the third takeaway I have is to laugh all the time and accept all the little idiosyncrasies. And (laughs) (laughs) we laugh a lot. We are constantly laughing. I've always laughed a lot and I love having a partner that laughs a lot. But it's also to laugh with each other. I don't want to say laugh at each other, although sometimes I think we do laugh at each other in a very good hearted way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Because I do. there are many things that I do, even when I am getting stressed, and I have little funny ways. Rob, instead of getting upset with me or jumping in the pool and upping auntie with me, he'll just start to laugh. And I think I do the same with you. And we've tried to teach with our kids. Our kids sort of know what all our idiosyncrasies are. And sometimes we all jump on the bandwagon together and we'll be laughing at one parent or the other. But I think it makes our marriage fun and it adds a lot of laughter and humor and just adds a lot of life in our relationship.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. And everyone's going to start thinking this list is contrived because my next one was <laughs> make each other laugh is far more important than anything you can buy or do. Yeah. Right. And it's true, whether it's being goofy and making the other person laugh or just laughing at a circumstance, it's, you have to in life. If you don't, then you're missing out on one of the best parts. I think food and laughter are some of the best things in the world. So.
0: Is food on your list?
1: <laughs> Maybe.
0: it's not but Rob and I both love food we love to go out to eat one of our favorite things to do actually is we do love to go out to eat we love to travel and eating out while we travel is probably I think our all-time oh yeah all-time favorite activity so that's just a little side note we can sort of cheat I'm not sure I sort of have this I'll add it into one of mine since I brought the idea of travel up is that we want to maintain connection and the connection I look at it is sometimes in bigger ways. Like we have always traveled together. Even when our kids were really young, we took vacations on our own and those were just saving graces for both of us. I think to be able to travel on our own, we traveled with our kids a lot too, which was a priority for our family, but we're talking marriage here, but it is more than just like the once a year that we get away or the weekends that we get away. Maintaining connection throughout the day. I used to do a ton of driving up until COVID, really. Actually, when Rob and I first met, I was driving because as a speech pathologist I would go visit people in their homes or their schools or their works workplaces and so I'd be on the road all the time. So when Rob first met me he was like, are you sure you're not really a trucker <laughs> because I was gone so so much. But throughout I would always be touching in with him throughout the day. We'd often chat while I was driving and then throughout the day just having small texts, sharing, understanding the daily stuff with each other having that connection, doing fun things together, quality and quantity and doing things like you mentioned earlier, taking a walk. So it's whatever connection looks like for us. We do have fun texts. Rob has a specific emoji that he uses to send me and it always makes me laugh because it's the cutest little emoji in the world. And spending that time sharing our days, our ups and downs I think that connection is huge.
1: I like that one. What number is that now? Is that number four?
0: That was number four for me, yeah.
1: Okay. I, I tried uh, to num-
0: travel in there. I know it's yeah, a, a lot of number play. four. <laughs> <I know. Yeah.
1: laughs>
0: That's kind of our personality, right? <laughs> Just squeeze as much in as possible.
1: <laughs> it's like your profile when we first met. You want it all so you can squeeze it into. You squeeze a lot into number four. So I have a lot in number four too, though. Okay. perfect. So, and mine is it's just getting a little more poetic and philosophical. I think. Okay. So I said, love is not a street. Oh. It's a river. It's always moving and changing. So you got to paddle together, and you got to be ready for the glassy calm water, and also the currents, and the the rain, and the rocks, and the beautiful shores and the beaches, all things that come along your way, and to take time to point out that beauty to each other, and one of those things is being able to sing a song together or no music. <laughs> and so Islands in the Stream from the Bee Gees, <laughs> it sums Holly up Harton, my number.
0: Kenny Rogers. I like that one better. But it,
1: but it was a Bee Gees song. I mean, we I all know. know that.
0: We've argued about this <laughs> but, before, but I liked Dolly,
1: Kenny better. But that song says a lot of it, right? That you get through the good and the bad. And, and certainly if you think of it in a binary relationship, it has to be one way or the other. Life is never like that. So you got to yeah. be ready to. Go with the current, which comes from your kids. It comes from work. It comes from everywhere. So I think it's part of our connectedness.
0: It definitely is. And we will sing together because I Mm -hmm. have made... Not on
1: this podcast.
0: (laughs) No, not on this podcast. We won't. And probably never in public, but for a couple of my birthdays, (laughs) we've done some karaoke parties. And we will. We've done some singing together. But I, I think that's exactly it, having that connection. And you're right, going in the ups and downs of life. I will also just say, because you mentioned what my profile was. So Rob and I did meet online at a time, because it was 16 years ago, at a time when really online was just beginning. So it was a very, very new thing. My profile was pretty serious and I listed all the things I wanted. And at the end, I just basically said, I want it all. And Rob's profile was very tongue in cheek. It was very cute. But. I did. I did want it all. And mm-hmm. I, I did get it all and a whole lot more. I didn't know what I was getting <laughs> into with some of the stuff. But <laughs> the next one is mm-hmm. one of the reasons why I think it has worked for us for these 15 years is centering on our values and our faith. That is crucial. We both were very much aligned with our values when we first met what our priorities are. Our priority has always been our marriage, our family, our children, our faith. We have tried to build our life on our values of what we honor and love most and checking in with each other to make sure that we are living a life that's in in line. And if we're not, what can we do to change it? So I think that that's a more serious one. But I think that is a foundational one for us.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good one. And I think doing the right thing all the time is hard, right? Mm -hmm. And you don't always get it right. But I think we push each other and and check each other and have those shared values in faith that say, you know what, sometimes you don't want to do some of the things that you have to do, but you do them. And once you have someone as a partner who can help steer you through it. So I think it's really important.
0: Yeah, and also (laughs) understanding that if you, don't always get it right, that it's okay. I mean, that is something I think more so for me, I've struggled with having more perfectionistic tendencies and you just reminding me of what's important and staying focused on on the important things. And I think, yeah, realigning our compass together. We know where we always wanna end up, but sometimes we decide to take different routes and that's okay too. We're just checking in with each other that it's still in line with our values and how we want to be as a couple and how we want to be as a couple is not how everyone is going to be or has to be or needs to be or wants to be, but it's definitely worked with us that we've kept sort of it in line with our values and our faith.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think just one other thing I'd add to that is that when we talk about perfection and we talk about that in faith, right. It's something we look for, but we know we're not going to achieve it. I say that all the time about our kids. Like, Are they doing everything perfectly? No. But when you look at it, they are doing things that I think when we look back as parents or look forward as parents, I think they're living their lives. And I love to see that. And you get to enjoy that. And it doesn't fit exactly what you want every time, but you really get to enjoy it. And that's what faith brings you, that belief in that.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Number five for me is plan and dream together. If you don't talk about it, it won't happen.
0: Yes. I love that.
1: I've learned through life and especially with you and I, we talk about a lot of things. We dream about a lot of things. And if you look back on our 15 years, a lot of things have happened because we've talked about them. Dreams don't happen if you don't actually sit down with someone you love and say, this is what I want. What do you want? How do we bring it together? How do we make it happen? Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: I think it's true. If you don't talk about it, it's not going to happen.
0: Yeah. I love that. And we're still talking about it. I know that when we mm-hmm. first, I guess we first met, we were still sort of dating. I was a huge, huge traveler when Rob and I first met you. You weren't opposed to travel, but I don't think it was no. a priority for you. Travel was such a priority for me that I had shared with him. I had a dream to take my kids at the time on a couple of really big vacations like really big, life-changing vacations. And Rob was totally on board with that. The only challenge was it was now five kids that we had to bring on these really big vacations. And we started planning them and we actually started saving for them. We were married in 2008. And then we took our first huge vacation in 2013, where we took our family to Fiji, Australia, and New Zealand. And then we did, we had our kids every second March break. So we did 2015, we did another massive trip to South Africa. And then we did 2017, we went to Vietnam and Cambodia. And those were the three trips that I had said, we want like some really biggies. And then of course, in 2019, I had to squeeze in another one. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and we went to Morocco. Morocco, but they were very deliberately planned and talked about. I shared my vision with you and you agreed to it Maybe. and then you added to it. So I'd like to say that I always got my way, but you, you, you <laughs> definitely added and adjusted. And, and I think we were able to accomplish those things And even now we are becoming empty nesters with our youngest going off to university in September. And boy, are we talking and planning and throwing around different ideas. I think some of our kids are like, what's your newest idea now? Because we're still playing with so many things, but I have no doubt we're going to come up with some great things, but I do think we do love to plan and dream and talk Mm -hmm. about our future. And how do we get our future looking that way? Yeah. I like
1: that. And even dream about things that don't have an immediate answer, right? So some of them are really big dreams. And uh, yeah, Yeah. it's fun to talk about them and it's fun to make your way
0: towards them. Yeah. I like that one. All right. This one is, maybe I've already sort of touched on it, but I said, we're number one. Treat your marriage like it's the third entity. And I remember years ago, I read this book that mentioned that, and I I wrote a blog post about it on our family blog. And the idea is that there's you, Rob, as an individual, and there's me, Leah, as an individual, and then there's our marriage, and it is like the third entity. And I love that because it doesn't lose our own individual, because we both have individual dreams and aspirations and lives and interests and hobbies, but to also treat our marriage as its own and really nurture it and nourish it and make sure that we're constantly taking care of it and that we are number one. Altogether, we have created this third entity. I like thinking about it in that way. And I've never liked the Jerry Maguire, if you're old enough to know the Jerry Maguire, of the you complete me this idea that I'm a less half person or you're a less half person, or we're both incomplete and then we find each other and we perfectly match in the puzzle pieces. I like to think that on our journeys, we are whole, we are complete. We are our own people. We are responsible for ourselves, but we go and we create this other entity that is so much better and so much bigger that we get to partake in and that we get to share. So.
1: Yeah, I like that. I've heard that one before. So yeah. spoiler alert:
0: <laughs> you've heard it's that one before you... from somebody else or from me? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Definitely from you. Um, but what's interesting when, you, when we when you call the marriage an entity, I also was just thinking now. You then inherently have to treat it with respect as an entity, right? Yes. Right. So you have to treat it as you would another entity, another thing, mm-hmm. right? That is there, and so. It's not something you can take for granted because it exists on its own and you have to feed it and care it and for it and love it and uh, respect it. And I think that's easier when you think of it in the way you just put it.
0: Yeah, yeah, perfect. Well, I'm glad you're in agreement <laughs> since you're part of my
1: Was that number five for
0: you? That was number six. Number
1: you? six. Okay, so it's number six for me now. Yeah. Mine's a short one. It's let the other person be who they are. That's why you married them.
0: Oh, so good. So good. (laughs) Is that a hint that you don't want me to try to change you? (laughs) (laughs) I tried.
1: I think you have to remember who, you know, and sometimes you do have to step back and look at your spouse through the eyes of your earlier person, right? Like before you knew them. Mm. And you can really see them for the wonderful person that they are, that that's why you're married to them. When you do that, it brings back a whole bunch of feelings and perspectives. So you're like, yeah, you know what? I like the fact that and I'm hoping you think this of me. I have a, a relatively goofy side and I, de- I have quirks and foibles and and hobbies and things that I like that and I think it goes to your previous point. We are two individuals that we've chosen to be together, right? And I think that's really important. So that was my number six.
0: Yeah, I really like that one. Of course, it ties into my next one as well. But I like it also because sometimes when you do drive me crazy, because you do sometimes Mm -hmm. drive me crazy, and Mm -hmm. I know I drive you crazy too, I sometimes like to ask myself, okay, why? And often it's because it's something that's not what I would do or how I would do it or how I would say it. And so acknowledging that, first of all, is this quote unquote driving me crazy just because it's not something that's familiar to me. And secondly, I like to also ask myself, is that something that attracted me to him initially? Because I do know that sometimes we're attracted to differences. And then as we go on in our relationships, we try to quash out those differences. And so I like to remind myself, even though this can drive me crazy, I actually know this is one of the reasons why I was attracted to him, I loved him, and why he's also a great partner for me. And just speaking in terms of acknowledging the other person and who they are and and loving them and I've said this to my kids as my kids are getting older, don't fall in love with somebody's potential. It's great if they do have potential, but you need to be falling in love with who they are now because they may never change. And so are you happy? With who they are now. Now, I kind of think it's impossible. They are going to change just as you grow and mature naturally, but they will change how they choose to change, which ties into my number seven, which is really to honor and respect people's personal growth and what their interests are. And I definitely, I mean, I am a multi passionate person and I have come up with all sorts of different ideas and different directions I've gone in and wanted to grow different businesses and have different experiences. And you have always just 100% supported that without question. Just, yeah, sure, go for it. And sometimes somebody might say to me like, oh, does Rob support you? Especially when it comes to like investing in my business or investing in something. And I was like, I don't even question it anymore. I know that if I come to you, you may help guide me. And is this a better idea or is that a better idea? In fact, yesterday we went out for lunch and we went to a restaurant where we hadn't been to in a while, but a year ago we had made, or we had a conversation about a decision I was going to be making for my business, which was a really big decision at the time. And I remember that conversation, and you had said to me, like, just go for it, just do it. Full, full, full support. And then I was able to reminisce, like, oh my gosh, look at where I am now based on that decision. And it was an amazing decision, it ended up being great. But you have always fully supported whatever my interests are. It doesn't matter how many courses I'm taking or how many books arrive by Amazon or How many times (laughs) I want to look into buying an investment property or whatever it is, you know, there might interest my my passions and you just allow me to grow and you have your own too. I I probably have a harder time because some of them, it's harder for me. You're big into cars and you're big into music and you're big into (laughs) lots of different things, but it is like, I love that you have your own interests and hobbies and your own personal growth.
1: Yeah. And I I think that's what I also wanted to bring up is that when you let the person be who they are, we're always growing and and learning and changing. And I think that ties back into your other point of being in communication with each other all the time. It's hard to be interested in someone's changes if you don't know what they are, right? Right. And so as we continue to go through, whether it's career changes or like you said, hobbies or interests or all those things help us evolve into something really unique. and, And that's what's amazing about it, being interested in that evolution of each other.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. You're on number seven.
1: Number seven. Yes. I shall go.
0: Yeah.
1: So number seven, <laughs> Mine number seven, I think is probably everyone would give this advice, maybe except for the end part. But I said, kiss, hold hands, hug. And I know this one may be convert controversial, but I think sometimes showering together is really important. Too. <laughs> and not for the reasons people are going to think i think it it's interesting because you start off your day and you're at the beginning of your day you actually end up communicating your whole morning routine you're talking to each other and so i think that's that's oh that's
0: funny i love that one i love that one yeah a little too much information maybe for people but (laughs) (laughs) I do. And I mean, without, with, you know, keeping it above board, I do think obviously intimacy in all forms is so important for a marriage, making the time, making it a priority. And it is hard when you have lots of little people in the house. Although it's very hard when you have lots of older people in the house too. So it really Mm -hmm. is just making your intimate connection a priority for sure. And sharing that affection outwardly in front of yep. your family, in front of your kids, so that they also see that that's such an important piece of your marriage. I like that one. Yep. <laughs> My point five, which really basically is just number eight, but it's seven point five mm-hmm. since we're we're sticking to fifteen, is to show each other appreciation because you're not doing things out of obligation that you genuinely want to do things and genuinely showing that appreciation. I know that it's easy. We sort of have our set things that we do around here. We've got our partnership that we've ironed out what works for us. But that doesn't mean that if I'm doing something for you or you're doing something for me, that we don't have to appreciate each other. I don't necessarily need the appreciation and the validation. But it's nice to have, it's nice to hear, it's nice to feel appreciated, it's nice to feel validated, and it's also really nice to give that appreciation and give that validation, even though I've talked many times in the podcast that... You don't need validation. Validation is for parking. But it is really nice. And I like to offer it. And of course, I like to receive it. And it's not taking each other for granted. All the little things that we do, that we have, the time, the moments, they're so precious. I don't know if I've talked much about it on the podcast, but Rob had a massive heart attack back in 2014. And it was a real doozy. And I think it was a little bit of a wake-up call for us and a reminder of things change in a split second. You can lose everything in a split second. And to really go through life savoring all the individual moments. Because when I was in the waiting room waiting to see whether or not he would make it, it was the small things that were going through my mind it's funny because it was big things like travel and things like that, because those are things we really enjoy for each other, but it was all the memories. It was all the daily interactions. So to make sure that you're sharing that with each other on a daily basis, like I always want you to know every day how much I love and appreciate you. So if I don't say it, then you can just listen to this podcast over and over and over again, just the end part. (laughs) And it's permanently there, how much I love and appreciate you.
1: (laughs) You can say how many times I play it and and see if I have a validation issue. (laughs) 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 From my point five, I I really like that. And my point five, actually, it's strange how it blends right into what you were just saying. And I think it's an expression of a similar thing, right, of how you appreciate each other. My other point was get out together, make events, find events, and find special places. And I said, these can be little outings or big ones. So I think of like, we'll be at the end of the day on a Wednesday, and we're like, oh, we're going to watch Ted Lasso. And we're going we're gonna to have a little treat, and we're going to watch it together. That's a little thing, but it, it makes a difference. And because life is full of events, like you just mentioned, my heart attack and other things, right? Events happen. Life is filled with events. So why not make sure that the two of you actually make the events, as opposed to just letting events happen to you? Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, we've been pretty good about that, whether it's going to our sushi dinners, whether it's going on big trips, whether it's walking through the neighborhood. We make sure we plan outings, right? And Mm -hmm. we do outings. And I think it's different when we do them separately. I occasionally do that with some of my car things, Mm -hmm. Um, but I'll get you out to one of them eventually. (laughs) Um, But uh, I think that's a really important one that if life is full of events, then you better make sure you guys are planning them. Right. And doing Yeah,
0: Yeah. Awesome. All right. Those are great. I think we covered some really good things. I'd like to take my own. I think so.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I think it's been a wonderful 15 years and I, I love you more than anything in the world. So I think it's been a great honor to be on your podcast. Long time listener.
0: (laughs) As I may have any future guests, you will always be my most valued guest. On the podcast, this is it. Stamp it, mark it, and listen to it over and over again. And I (laughs) hope, any final words before we sign off?
1: No, I hope people get something from the list. And I'd love to see other people's lists.
0: If you think that we miss some things, because of course we totally miss some things, or if you think there are some good things we'd like to add to our list, then let me know. Just send me an email or reach out to me instagram or facebook i'm at leah davidson life coaching and i hope you've enjoyed this and thanks for coming rob and i will see everybody again take care have a wonderful week thank you for listening to the building resilience podcast if you're interested in learning a little bit more about managing stress building resilience and leading a more purposeful life then make sure we're connected on instagram and facebook at leah davidson life coaching